You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore that app. Well, I am, uh, first of all, Axel Rose, ladies and gentlemen. As was pointed out to me yesterday, I completely forgot about Axel, um, who I think, I don't, I don't know, I had seen at one point, it was probably rock singers only on this thing, but I don't know if it was a a poll or a study or what, but Axl Rose ended up winning as far as best singer. And it's kind of fun because trying to sing along with Guns N' Roses is almost impossible, but I kind of figured out how to do it. Maybe I've told you this before. It's not that hard. You just have to not care about ever actually being able to sing in your life because everything a singing coach tells you to do, you have to do the opposite. You have to completely destroy your vocal cords. It's, It's about five minutes of hard labor in your car on your way to work of screaming, grunting, growling, whatever it takes to completely wreck your vocal cords. And then you get a solid two, three minutes of being able to do Axl Rose, Guns N' Roses, or ACDC, whatever you want. You can go back and forth. But after a while, they get to the point of being so messed up that you can't hardly speak. So you can't do it anymore. But it's fun. It's I enjoy it. But I am, uh, I am about tired to the point of delusion. I am glad that uh, Mr. Kenny Mayne did keep pushing the issue because I think we did get a little little, little taste at the very end because I really thought that this whole interview after staying up very late and then, of course, I have to get up at 3 instead of getting up at 5 because I didn't record last night because it was very late last night. So I don't know what I got. Four and a half, four hours, I don't know. I'm sure my phone will tell me. Three hours and 33 minutes. hey <laughs> Wow, that sucks worse than I thought. How are you going to give me a 70 sleep score and say I slept fair on three hours and 33 minutes? You're a liar. What's bad sleep to you, Fitbit, you dummy? I'm over here. Fitbit. Like, oh, man, not a bad night's sleep there. Three hours, 33 minutes. Nicely done. Nicely done. Should be fine. Should be a good day. I will just, I will stab a phone. I don't know. But, um... Look, I laid the groundwork for what I was looking for ahead of time because I knew if I didn't say it ahead of time, in other words, what it is I'm looking for him to say or not say, and then I come out after he says almost nothing, and I'm like, here's what I got out of it. People are going to be like, you're just saying stupid stuff. Now, it might still be stupid, but again, I laid it out for you, and it's just my opinion, but I will say, this was a lot heavier in the direction. First of all, the dude was stoned. <laughs> I, I know JJ, I was talking to him yesterday, and he was asking me, because he wasn't watching it, but he was, I think, watching Grassi kind of do a breakdown of it. But he's like, everybody's saying he's stoned. What's up with that? I was like, dude, I literally, that was like the first thought. As soon as he started talking. I mean, again, it doesn't have to. He wasn't like slurring his words or anything. But that dude could not stop smiling. I don't think he even knew. I think that thing was stuck on his face. He might have been really angry, and he didn't even know he was smiling the whole time. That thing was plastered on there. Beyond that, I've never heard him speak that much, ever. When he does Pat McAfee's show, he'll talk, but he's always like this cool, like, oh, it's it's cool, man. And it might have just been a, a couple extra beverages. It doesn't have to be stoned, but under some kind of influence, or this is just by far the happiest day of his entire life. Moment, week, month, I don't know. He's clearly having some kind of an experience, but um, this is far more, I mean, obviously he could have come out and said, I'm leaving, or he could have come out and said, uh, I'm retiring, but the fact of the matter is, he, he flat out told us he doesn't want to talk about it, but he did a little bit talk about it, 
And again, if he wanted to downplay this, he had every single opportunity. And if anything, he played it up. I fully expected him to come out and trash the media. He didn't say one negative thing about any of these reports. He didn't say a single thing about how this is blown out of proportion. He was asked directly about it, and and, and he never once said anything about this being less than what we're making it out to be. The only thing he did was trash the Green Bay Packers organization for what, about a solid two minutes? And and listen, it's we'll leave aside the part where I, I still don't really buy it. Fine, okay, they're not very nice. I think it's a little silly to bring in guys like Hurley Lambeau and Vince Lombardi and talk about they knew about the people. Dude, Vince Lombardi would have beaten you in the in the corner of a shed. But okay, sure, Vince Lombardi was all about the people. He was a tender hearted sweetheart. Ron Wolf has already come out and said that this never would have flown gone, you know, in my day. So in other words, we're talking about it it's it, it's 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 nonsense. But he says it's about the people. That's fine. Maybe they're not very nice people. Don't bring all these other guys into it. Because I don't think anybody else, 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s, whatever, none of those guys would have been all tenderhearted and sweet-sweet with you. So if you want to say that they're not nice enough, say they're not nice enough. But don't bring Vince Lombardi into this. Give me a break. That guy would have cracked your teeth just for looking at him wrong. Can you imagine what Vince Lombardi's reaction would be if Aaron Rodgers looked to the sideline and screamed stupid, stupid effing call to him? Oh my gosh. He would have told Ray Nitschke to take him out. You know what, as I'm, as I'm pulling up this video, have you seen that TikTok of, uh, you know, the guy who's, you want to grow your own mushrooms? Want to know how to grow your own mushrooms? That's what he looks like. But anyways, I, I just, I just want to play it because there was... You know, again, I didn't think we were going to get anything. He kept sidestepping the questions and everything. He didn't want to talk about it. And then uh, he finally got him. He, he got him a little bit. Kenny brought up, you know how uh, some people think that uh, management are the smart ones and they know everything and it's the players that are a bunch of babies? Because that's what this whole thing is about. So he kind of got under his skin a little bit. Or Rodgers just kind of let him have one. I don't know. But he got to the core of it. And so Rodgers felt the need to kind of explain his thoughts on what's going on. But again, keep this in the context of, do we think this is all fake? Is this all just made up by the media? There's nothing here. Aaron Rodgers is definitely coming back. Because he had an opportunity to say that. Now, listen, maybe he's just continuing to play this up. All right, there's nothing here. He'll be back. He's just out enjoying his his vacation. He's already talked to the Packers and things are going to be fine. But I don't think so. He had every opportunity. Again, he I'm shocked. He loves taking shots at the media. He didn't take one shot. He he had every opportunity to come out and say this is overblown. This is not exactly what uh, people are making it out to be. He never said that. He never said I never asked for a trade. He never said that I haven't been talking to people about leaving. He didn't say any of those things. Here is what he said. That was a good question. You know, I think I think sometimes people forget uh, what really makes an organization. And, uh, you know, history is important. Uh, you know, legacy of so many uh, people who've come before you. But the people, that's the most important thing. The people make an organization. People make a business. Um, and sometimes uh, that gets forgotten. You know, culture is built brick by brick, the foundation of it by the people, you know, not by the, not by the organization, not by the building, not by the, the corporation. It's built by the people. And I've been fortunate to play with a number of amazing, amazing people and got to work for some amazing people as well. And it's those people that build the foundation of those entities. And I think sometimes we forget that, you know, uh, Are you demanding my, a trade? With, yeah, with my situation, look, it's it's never been about, uh, you know, never been about the draft pick, uh, picking Jordan. I love Jordan. He's a great kid. Um, you know, he, he a lot of fun to, to work together. Uh, I love the coaching staff, love my teammates, you know, love the fan base in Green Bay. It's incredible, incredible 16 years. It's just kind of about a, a, a philosophy, you know, and, and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the thing go. It's about it's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. And 
a lot of this was put in motion last year, and uh, the wrench was just kind of thrown into it when I won MVP and played uh, the way I played last year. So this is just kind of, I think, uh, the, the spill out of all that. But look, man, it is about the people, and that's the most important thing. Green Bay has always been about the people, from Curly Lambeau uh, being owner and founder to the 60s with Lombardi and Bart Starr and all those incredible names, to the 90s teams with – Coach Holmgren and Farvey and the Minister of Defense to the, the run that we've been on. It's about it's about the people. So, look, I mean, it, it is what it is. He said what he said. I think even especially when Kenny followed up and said, are you demanding a trade? He says, look, with my situation, what situation? He goes on to say, "It's with my situation, it's not about Jordan Love. It's about a culture and a philosophy and the way it's about the way they treat people. He doesn't like the way that they treat people. They don't like he doesn't like the way that he's been treated and and a maybe he doesn't like the way other people have been treated. But he got very specific for a minute when he talked about um, this was set in motion last year and uh, I threw a wrench in their plan. It sounds like, to me, because he kind of just brushed, you know, said this thing. And I was like, wait, 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 what are you talking about? What was set in motion? Well, he said he threw a wrench in their plans when he won MVP. I think Aaron Rodgers believes they were trying to force him out. He says it's not about Jordan Love, but let's be completely honest. It's not that he dislikes Jordan Love. He dislikes the fact that they're trying to force him out. And I think he's being vindictive by saying, I know what you are trying to do. I know that you're trying to force me out. And now I win MVP and you're trying to beg for me to come back. And now I'm going to make you grovel. Maybe he's right, but maybe he's not. Maybe the Packers weren't 100% trying to move on from him. Maybe it was like I've been saying this whole time. Let's do the responsible thing to get Jordan Love because quarterbacks never fall to us. We don't exactly know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. We don't exactly know what's going to happen with Jordan Love. We don't know anything, but at least we got a guy waiting in the wings just in case. Let's take a swing now because we have an opportunity to take a swing now. It's a little bit early, so if we miss, it's not a big deal. We can take another swing later. Aaron Rodgers wins MVP. We haven't seen anything from Jordan Love, so it's like, oh, this is obvious. We're going to keep Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers is like, oh, really? No, I think I'm gone. He feels he's being mistreated. You're going to just try to push me out and now try to come back and grovel because I win MVP? I don't think so. But again, there's there's no disputing. He even flat out said, with my situation. He says, are you demanding a trade? He said, look, with my situation, this is about blah, 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 blah. It's about the people. It's about this. He's acknowledging that there's a situation. He didn't say, no, I'm not demanding a trade. He was given a softball right there. Are you demanding a trade? No, I'm not demanding a trade. He said, look, with my situation, it's about people. It's about culture. It's about the way you're, he doesn't like the, it's a real thing. I'm sorry to tell you, Aaron Rodgers just acknowledged this is a very real thing. He didn't say I'm not coming back definitively, but I have, I have, I am that whole 65% thing shifted pretty heavily in the, he's not coming back column, not just what he said, but the way he's saying it, he sounds disgusted. It sounds like there's disdain. It sounds, and, and like somebody mentioned on Twitter, how do you fix this? You got so many people saying, look, it's just a minor contract dispute. This is clear. He said it's not about money. He doesn't like Murphy. He doesn't like Gutekunst or something to that effect. Sort of putting words in his mouth, but I mean, it's it's not that hard to figure out. How do you fix that? They're not going to fire Gutekunst and they shouldn't. So what do you do? How do you fix it? They've been going out there individually, one by one, Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekunst, Mark Murphy, trying to talk to him. They've been talking to him on the phone. They've been talking to him all these times. Apparently, they flew to Florida while he was in Florida. Who knows if they're going out to Hawaii now? I don't know. But after all this time, and June 1st is rapidly approaching, have we made any progress? Here's Aaron Rodgers spending all this time. Let's see when it started. The question started at uh, about 550 and it ended around 8.32. So yeah, about two minutes when you take out the, the question being answered. So he went on a two-minute two minute rant about how it's uh, he doesn't like the culture there. He doesn't like the people there. He doesn't like the way they treat people there. Does it sound like we're making progress, ladies and gentlemen? Does it sound like we're getting close? Does it sound like we're, we're almost there with an agreement? Is that the way you talk about somebody when you're planning on coming back? It's possible he's bluffing because he, he just wants... But, but but what's the point of the bluff? It's because he wants to get traded. You don't act this way if you if you just want a contract. Because what happens if they if you mess up and they actually believe you and then they trade you? Oh, 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 oh wait, 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 no, I, I really wanted to come back. I just thought that if I said I wanted to be traded and held out and refused to show up that you would just give me more money. That doesn't make sense. 
What if, what if they freak out and they're like, fine, I guess we're moving on. Why would you do this unless you actually want to be traded? How do you convey to a team, I'm not going to play and I want you to trade me, but I, I actually don't want you to trade me. I just want more money. And why would you go about it this way? To trash your boss. Because then you have to go back to work and work for the guy. Like, oh, I was just messing with you, dude. It was just a negotiation tactic. You know how this works. It's not. It's real. I'm sorry. This whole thing is real. He doesn't want to come back. And it sounds like to this point right now, even on vacation, when you get him talking about it, all he talks about is he doesn't like the people. He doesn't like the way that, that they treat people. And, and specifically speaking, he doesn't like the way he's been treated. That's what the main crux of this is. He's even flat out said when he got specific, with my situation, the gears were put in motion and I threw a wrench in their plans when I won MVP. I just, I just don't know. I'm trying to, how do we come to a resolution? So you're, so you're Brian Gutekunst. What are you going to do? Serious question. What are you going to do? I don't like the way you treat people. All right. I'm sorry. You want to, can you come back now? No. All right. Look, I'm going to, we're going to change here. Okay. So they've gone through all this stuff. They've already said they want more input from him. He's still not coming back. They've already apparently made him a, a massive contract offer. He said no. Why? Because it's not about money and he wants out, right? They've tried begging and pleading. They've tried going out to meet with him. They've tried telling him how much they want him back. And one week away from June 1st, not saying he has to be dealt June 1st, and again, I still think there's a good chance, although somebody recently, uh, no, we might be going, I don't remember where I saw it. It might have been in Tyler Dunn's most recent article. I don't know, but um, somebody who is an inside source, which doesn't really mean anything, but they believe that the Packers are just biding their time until June 1st, and then they're going to move them. I don't think that's going to happen just because it's, it's such a massive thing. It's, it's hard to even wrap your head around. I don't really have any logical reason to believe that they won't. I mean, again, if things have completely just come to a halt and he's just saying, no, I'm, I'm done with this, I don't want to deal with this, why not, I guess? I don't know. Maybe because he's <laughs> the league MVP and you just you can't do it. Gutekunst is going through the book of, of Green Bay Packers philosophy, and he can't find the chapter on trading an MVP quarterback, so he's just not going to do it. I don't know. But I don't know how else to read this, right? You say, well, there's nothing here. Well, first of all, there is. At the very least, he fully acknowledged that all these things are real. He never once denied anything. He didn't deny a single allegation. He flat out asked him, are you asking for a trade? And he says, look, with my situation, seemingly acknowledging that he did ask for a trade, he didn't say no. He didn't necessarily say yes, but what is he saying? I mean, what, 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 what is the rationale if we believe he never went to the team and said he wants to be traded, he wants to come back? What did he mean by all this? I can't think of anything. Maybe he just wants to take some time away and then he'll be back and everything's fine. And why did he just spend two minutes talking about how much he dislikes the culture and the, the way that, that uh, Gutekunst and, and Murphy or whoever treat people? Just, just letting them know, just giving them a little dig and he's going to be back. I mean, I just, it, it makes less sense than just acknowledging that what everybody has been saying up to this point is real. Even his other teammates have at least said he, they think it can be mended. Okay, well, we're running out of time and clearly things have not been mended because we just listened to him. The only thing he said outside of Kenny, I really appreciate you and all the work that you've done. And I just, I'm not here to talk about the Packers thing. I'm just here to talk about you. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to talk about you. You're the man. I love you. I've watched you since forever. The only two minute snippet we get is him talking about that it's, it's about people, which again, eh, I think it's about winning. I think it's about football. I think it's about throwing and catching and running and blocking and, and, and tackling I think it's about finding talent, evaluating talent, acquiring talent. I think it's about discipline and play calling and execution. I think that's what football is about. There is an element of, of culture, and the Packers are the one team that I know more than anybody that emphasizes that. I've told you how many times that I'm just sick of hearing about how, how much culture matters and getting guys with great personalities. And It's like, dude, I don't care. Can he run fast? Can he, can he hit somebody hard? I, you know, But apparently... All that isn't good enough. It's not about winning. It's not about acquiring talent. It's not about putting talent around Aaron Rodgers. It's not about getting a very good GM that's very good at acquiring talent. It's not about getting a head coach that's very good at play calling. It's not about going out in free agency and getting Zadarius and getting um, Preston Smith 
and getting Adrian Amos. It's not about going out and getting Billy Turner, who's a very good friend of Aaron Rodgers now. It's not about going out and acquiring Mercedes Lewis, who is a very, very close friend of Aaron Rodgers now. It's not about going out and getting Darnell Savage and Rashawn Gary and, and, and paying massively paying Kenny Clark to keep him around. It's not about going out and acquiring Jair Alexander, who's the number one corner in football. It's not about paying David Bakhtiari top left tackle money to keep him around. It's not about building up this offensive line. It's not about bringing in A.J. Dillon and paying Aaron Jones to keep him around to, to play with Aaron Rodgers. It's not about bringing in Devin Funches. It's not about any of that stuff. It's not about, you know, going from a six-win team to back-to-back NFC championships, 13-win seasons in, in Matt LaFleur's two seasons here. It's not about being maybe the best team in the NFC, possibly pending the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's not about any, about any of that. It's about the people, man. It's, it's, it's about the people. It's not about the building. Come on, man. It's about, it's about the people, man. Dude, bro, it's like, it's like the earth, man, you know? It's like the energy and the people and the vibes, bro. Like, yeah, he's doing a good job, but he's like, he's like, he's not chill, you know? Like, he doesn't have any chill. Like, I try to talk to him, and he's like, dude, I'm busy. And it's like, bro, what's up with that, man? Like, I I call him at, like, 2 in the morning when I'm, like, you know, when I'm, like, vibing, and I just want to talk to him, you know? He's like, dude, I'm sleeping. And I'm like, what's up with that, man? It's about people. It's about... Lombardi, man. Lombardi would let him, me call him at two in the morning, you know? <laughs> Sorry, I can't get on board with it. They're not nice enough. All right, yeah, again, I, 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 the only thing I can think of, and again, I do think this is mostly about him, even though he's trying to make it sound like it's not. When I heard about how they, they fired Mike McCarthy, I thought it was r- ridiculous. After all those years, they pull him into the office, allegedly, and, and give him about 15 seconds. We're going to go in a different direction, and that was the end of it. That's remarkably cold. Now, I don't know if they had other conversations after. That's kind of messed up. But again, at the end of the day, it should be about football. And it seems like for Aaron Rodgers, at least at this point in his career, it's not anymore. And he can pretend that it is, but it's not. He has an opportunity to be playing football with his teammates right now. He's refusing to show up. He has an opportunity to come back and play for one of the most talent-packed teams with one of the most talented coaches with one of the more talented uh, player evaluators in football. They've said they want to bring him back. They're willing to give him a contract. They're willing to give him insights and all this stuff. He doesn't care because it's about people. It's about how you treat people. All right, well, that's your decision. I think it's about football. I think it's about doing your job, and I think the Packers have done their job. That's what I think. But Aaron Rodgers apparently is about people. And I, I, I do think there's a part of Aaron Rodgers that's unbelievably sensitive. And we know about this with the whole chip on his shoulder thing, but I think he he really cares about people and about the way, you know, in other words, he takes a lot of pride in what he thinks about people, says about people, how he treats people, but he also t- takes it very, 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 very seriously how he is treated. And as we know, if you don't treat him right, he's going to really, really, really dislike that. And there's also just a, an ego thing. The guy's bigger than life. I mean, he's gotten to the point of being almost bigger than the franchise itself. And it's kind of like when you get two, you know, alphas in the same room together, there's going to be some butting heads. And you got Gutekunst who, like Lombardi, like Ron Wolf, like everybody else following in that tradition, says, you're just a player, I'm in charge, you shut your mouth and do what you're told, I run the team. And Rodgers, even though he wants to pretend that everybody else would have done this differently, which is not true, is saying, no, that's not how this is going to work. You're going to show me some respect or I'm going to leave. And I, again, I think the, the disrespect was already put in his mind when it became clear to him that the Packers were gearing up to move on, which, again, is just basic due diligence of a football team. And remember, what did he specifically say was about his situation? The gears were put in motion last year. He says it's not about Jordan Love, but obviously that's the main driving factor. Not Jordan Love as a person, but the fact that they traded up to get Jordan Love. I think that infuriated him because he saw that as disrespect. And that is a a driving factor in him thinking that they don't care about people, right? With his situation, specifically when asked about, are you demanding a trade? He said the Packers put something in motion last year, and I threw a wrench in their plans, which is like the 900th time he's... It's, it's, again, this is why I think he's being vindictive, because it's almost like he's gloating. I really threw a wrench in their plans. Okay, dude, whatever. Whatever. I don't... You know, what, whatever. <laughs> Congratulations. You got him. 
So whatever, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where you stand on this. Um, again, I, I, I haven't changed a ton, but I, I do think that I'm, I'm stunned that he didn't come out and deny a single thing. What does Aaron Rodgers say if this whole thing is fake? He doesn't say this. What does Aaron Rodgers say if it's blown mostly out of proportion, but they're just kind of working through some details and everything's going to be fine? I don't think this is what the interview sounds like. What does it sound like if Aaron Rodgers really does want to be traded, really does have no intention of coming back? It kind of sounds like this, in my opinion. Right? You try to downplay it as best as you can without denying a single thing. And not even downplay it, but just, you know, I love everybody, and it's, it, and, and he just, I don't know, I'm not going to rehash it a thousand times, but it sounds very real to me. It's really just a matter of what are the Packers going to do, because I don't see a resolution. I think there's, there's two options here for the Packers. This is, this is my, my thought. You trade him, or you bench him, and see what happens. And the way that he's acting right now, on top of the world, couldn't care less. As far as I'm concerned, he's never going to leave Hawaii. I don't know. He, he, he just, he's loving life. And I think that's what he's going to do. He's just going to continue loving life. And if the Packers aren't going to trade him, they're not going to trade him. But trade him now before he loses any more weight because he's, he's talking about he's doing some kind of weird juice cleanse and he lost 20 pounds. And yeah, he's saying the inflammation is gone, which is great. I'm glad that he's healthier and all that. But it's like, it makes me nervous. He's looking all skin and bones. I don't know. Teams are going to start backing out on him. Pretty soon he's going to have this great awakening where he doesn't want to come back. So let him make that determination while he's on somebody else's roster. That's all I'm saying. And no, I, I listen, I'm not saying I don't want him here. He's making the decision he doesn't want to be here. I'm just living in reality and trying to figure out where to go from here. I wish none of this was happening and Aaron Rodgers was at OTAs right now, but he's not. And don't give me that, well, what would you do if, if your boss said things were voluntary? Okay, then explain to me why he shows up every single year, and then I'll answer your question. It's just, I mean, you're, you're, trying, to, you're trying to be silly with this stuff. Got a tweet here by... Adrian Amos saying, um, sometimes you got to let people know who really runs stuff. Again, I, I, I think that's about it. Aaron Rodgers is saying, I, I do what I want. And I, you know, again, that's just, that's, that's where we're at. Just kind of casually perusing tr- Twitter. And obviously there's a ton of gems here, but, uh, Justin Mosqueda said, kind of feels like Rodgers is saying, quote, it's not about Jordan Love, the person it's about the idea of Jordan Love. That's, that's more or less what it is, right? I like Jordan Love as a person. But the fact that you drafted him infuriated me, and I can't let it go. So again, when he says it's not about Jordan, 100,000%, yes, it was. The only person I've seen that is seemingly very encouraged by this is Peter Bukowski. I've seen a couple things he's said. I don't know exactly where he's coming from with this. For for example, he says, Julio went on TV today and literally said I'm out. Aaron Rodgers went on TV and went out of his way to not say that. Okay, first of all, Julio didn't know he was on live TV. He never would have said that. I think Aaron Rodgers has said that exact thing to a lot of people in confidence, just like Julio has said that in confidence. That's why we have reports of Aaron Rodgers telling people, I'm out and I'm not coming back, because he has said it. Beyond that, he was given a softball opportunity to say, no, I'm not out. I'm not demanding a trade. I'm not any of these things. He didn't. He refused to say that. We're suddenly going to pretend we don't know what, like, coach speak is? Come on, man. Listen, again, it's, it's, it's just reading between the lines. What would he have said if all of this was fake? This is his opportunity. Everybody's been lying about him. Everybody's been making this up. Everybody's been saying things about him that aren't true. These rumors, these lies, these allegations for months, and now he has an opportunity to set it straight, and he doesn't. Why? Because he's not vindictive? Because he's not going to take a shot at people like he does at every turn? Especially the media? Come on, man. I mean, you, you take from this what you want. I just, I don't know how realistically, you watched that and said, I feel more comfortable that he's going to be back. Unless your assumption is, if he's leaving, he's going to go on TV and say he's leaving. But I just think that's such a weird assumption to make that you would think that he would say that, that he's going to break some massive news on Kenny's show. And if he wants to stay, he'll just say nothing. Like, why would that be when you're being quiet? That doesn't make any sense. And I don't know. And I mean, if we just break down the individual parts, right? Rob Domofsky put the, the beginning quote in here. With my situation, it's never been about the draft pick, which is, I think, fake. Picking Jordan. I love Jordan. He's a great kid. That part, I believe. We've had a lot of fun working together. I love the coaching staff. I love my teammates. I love the fan base, right? As, as, as has been pointed out, what was left out there. And it's been an incredible 16 years, which, I, again, if you don't want to read into that, fine, don't. But that's <laughs> okay. 
It's just kind about kind of about a philosophy and maybe forgetting that it's about people. There is a philosophical difference on how the team should be run. It's about character, it's about culture, it's about doing things the right way. That's the hang-up. And again, how do you fix that? It's not fake, it's very real, he's very upset, and I don't, it, and there has not been a resolution. There is no new contract coming. He is not on his way back right now. How do you fix this? I'm just asking for all the very positive people that have been saying that this is fake and the media is lying and that none of this is real. How do you fix this? Because it's now very real, and there's no denying that anymore. What do you do if you're Brian Gutekunst? He doesn't want your money. He just doesn't like you, and he doesn't want to come back because he doesn't like you. And you've already talked to him numerous times. You've already flown out to meet with him numerous times, and he still goes on national TV one week away from, from the point at which you can trade him and says, I don't like the way that they run that football team. I don't like the culture. I don't like the way that they, they run things there. What do you do? I don't know what you do. Presumably everything you can say you've already said. Now what do you do? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. That's, that's the problem. I don't know if there can be a resolution. He's dug in, and this guy can hold, again, we know he can hold a grudge like nobody else. He's still mad about the tiniest little thing. He's never going to let this go. It sucks, but it's reality. But anyways, why don't we take a break, and um, we'll try to, try to transition into something a little bit different. Got a lot of thank yous to give out today. Um, unbelievable generosity yesterday. Uh, not just in terms of new supporters, but um, the amount of support that uh, many of you gave was was pretty wild. But uh, thank you very much to Jake Barge, who jumped in on Venmo. Thank you very much for your support, sir. Thank you to Donald for jumping in on Patreon. Thank you very much to Mr. Dan Loomis. John Weil with, uh, with an I don't even know what to say donation on Patreon. And then Brady Eklund with another uh, sizable contribution. Thank you guys very, very much for jumping in. Um, again, I keep telling everybody it's just a dollar a month and some of you guys don't listen. <laughs> but we are up to 211 and I really, really, really would like, obviously. But, I mean, not just for me. I really I want to give away Packers tickets. The Packers play the Saints on September 12th at 325. So at about 630, in 110 days, this thing is going to close. So again, if you wouldn't, if uh, you want to jump in on that and you wouldn't mind supporting the podcast, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy for as little as $1 per month. I think it's 10 bucks for the year. You can help support the podcast. And again, if we get to 300 patrons, I'm going to be giving away either, it'll be your pick, a Green Bay Packers ticket to the, possibly the game of your choice. We'll see how expensive it gets a PFF subscription, a Game Pass subscription, or the newest Madden NFL whatever game. So please consider that. Anyways, uh, why don't we take a break, and we'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a 
price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I want to bring up another point as I'm wasting entirely too much time perusing Twitter when I should just get my act together so I can get ready to go to work and whatnot. Somebody made a point, and I'll just, now let me just put it this way. Aaron Rodgers talks a lot about the whole disrespect thing, right? And we point to guys like Jay Kumaro. We point to guys like Jordy Nelson. Even Aaron Rodgers feels disrespected by the Packers. Where's the gratitude to the Packers? Who drafted Jordy Nelson? Who drafted Aaron Rodgers despite all the hatred that they got by the fan base, by everybody, because you already have Brett Favre, what a stupid thing to do. They took all the heat, they took all the hate, and they drafted you anyways. And then, you want to talk about culture and it's about people. How about the team that turned their back on Brett Favre and said, you know what, we're going to turn this team over to Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be our guy moving forward. And they only did that because they know about doing their... And he talks about all these other guys in the past who are different. They're not different. It's the same team. If they put Aaron Rodgers' philosophy in place, Aaron Rodgers would not have been the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. There is no gratitude. You know, the Mike McCarthy thing. Who was the one, who was the team that believed in Mike McCarthy and made him an NFL head coach and gave him a Super Bowl champion football team? He's got a Super Bowl ring with the Green Bay Packers because the Packers believed in him and gave him a head coaching shot and he had a great career. And I'm not saying McCarthy's even complaining or not grateful. And, and that's, not, that's not necessarily an excuse for not treating somebody right, but you don't take it this far if you have, if you have gratitude. You know, I wish they had handled my exit differently, but I love that team for what they did, for giving me my opportunity, for giving me the career that I had. There's none of that from Aaron Rodgers. I don't like the way you treat me, and I have no gratitude for you deciding to draft me, for deciding to believe in me and give up your Hall of Fame quarterback and trust that I'm going to move this, this team forward despite the fact that nobody wanted you to do that. When the crowd was booing and chanting for, for Brett Favre, it was the Packers who had his back. Not the fans. I mean, some people did. I did, and a lot of other fans did. It wasn't the media, largely. Again, some pockets there were. It was the organization that believed in Aaron Rodgers. That same organization did their due diligence and brought in Jordan Love because that's what a good, intelligent football team does. And instead of seeing it as throwing a wrench in their plans, what you did is you gave the Packers clarity. It's about clarity. We don't know exactly what the future holds, so we're trying to protect against, we're hedging our bets against future catastrophe by bringing in Jordan Love. You won MVP that provided us more clarity in the direction that we need to go. That's the way this works. That was an intelligent thing to do, and now they have clarity. It may only be clarity for one more year. We'll have to see how it goes. We're taking it on a year-by-year basis, but again, Aaron Rodgers doesn't want that. And again, he's ungrateful. People have been given massive careers. People's lives have been changed because of the Green Bay Packers. Because of guys in that boardroom banging the table saying, we need Jordy Nelson. We want Devontae Adams. We're going to go get Aaron Jones. Making him a star. He was a fifth-round pick. They made him a star, and now he's massively paid. Set for life. Because they drafted him. They believed in him. They played him. They played him the right way. And you know what? They decided to bring him back despite the fact that even to this day, it's like, I don't know, it's an iffy call. Maybe they're not the nicest people. Whatever. It's, it's sort of like a dad who shows his love by going to work every single day and putting in the hours and providing a great life for you and putting you in a great school, teaching you great lessons and all these great things. But you know what? He doesn't hug you enough, so you're going to throw a temper tantrum and leave the house and trash your dad and say he's garbage and all this other stuff. That's what it feels like. Where's the gratitude? It's not about what they've done for me. It's about what they're not doing enough for me. I think that's just an ungrateful attitude to have. You know what? I'm sorry that Jordy Nelson got let go, but it was time for him to go. It's not true that he left and didn't have a ton of success because he left Aaron Rodgers. Same with everybody else. Well, the only reason that they left and went somewhere else and was not very good is because they didn't have Aaron Rodgers. No, it's because the Packers are right. It's time to move on. Packers believed in Jay Kumro. They, they brought him on. They actually played him, unlike the Bengals and the Patriots. They put him in regular season games. They gave him opportunities. Paid him a good amount of money. But there came a time when it was time to let go. And no, it's not because you said you want to keep him. That's in your head. This, I've said it before, but this Jay Kumro thing is so crazy to me. He grew up in Bartlett, Illinois, which is right down the street from where I grew up. He went to South Elgin High School, which is, I almost went to Elgin High School for a while. My dad and I were moving, were looking for places to go, and at one point we were looking at a house that I liked. It was not a good place, but it was right by a river, and I wanted to go fishing. 
but I would have ended up going to Elgin um, High School. And then he ends up going to Whitewater, which is where I went to college. Kumaro. Him and I are basically best friends. He just doesn't even know it yet. It's not, it's not Rogers. Rogers pretending to be friends. He doesn't even know. Did Rogers go to Whitewater? I didn't think so. Oh, what? You played football together for the Packers? whoop de doo We almost went to the same high school, dude, so I don't know what you're talking about. But, you know, it is what it is. The only concern I have is if he's trying to pull a Tom Brady, and I have no doubt that he would, because why wouldn't you, right? It makes sense. Why not, when you leave, bring people with you and try to create a super team elsewhere? There's a lot of concern that he might try to poach Devontae. Devontae has not reached an agreement yet with the Packers on a contract extension. That seems odd to me. Packers are in a massive bind financially. Devontae Adams has a $16.7 million cap hit against the team right now, and they can lower that by just giving him an extension. They have not come to an extension with Devontae. Now, typically these things don't happen until, you know, like the preseason. That's usually when these big contracts hit. But given the um, severe issues with the, the, the contract right now, or excuse me, with the, uh, the salary cap, my, my, it's, it's, it's going, folks. You would think that they would have wanted to come to an agreement as soon as it's humanly possible. And, um, you know, there, there wouldn't be any paranoia on my side if there wasn't also concern that Devontae's waiting and watching to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Mr. Tyler Dunn came out with another article. And again, this is all speculation, and who knows if this means anything. But he apparently has dug up some more information from talking to people. Now, this is a person who talked to a person who talked to a person who talked to Rodgers. But let me read this paragraph to you. The, the the main article was actually about the Bears and about their uh, attempt at finding a quarterback, but Aaron Rodgers did come up because apparently the... Well, I, I shouldn't even... That's, that's not true. Here's the paragraph. For two generations back to 1992, the Bears have been utterly owned by two players. Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers owned a combined 42-15 and 15 record for Chicago as a Packers starting quarterbacks. I didn't need to read that part, but it's part of the paragraph, so I think it's necessary that I, <laughs> that I read that. I, I could read it twice. It would be you know, to really make sure we heard that, 42 and 15, but anyways, I'll continue on. Possibly now there's a window for someone else in the division to emerge. One league source indicated that after games last season, Rodgers was informing some opponents he was trying to put a team together elsewhere in 2021 and wanted to know if they'd be in. Now, again, you, you can say it's all BS if you want. I think the track record of people saying the media is lying has not been great so far, at least on this issue. On a lot of other stuff, fine. On this, and if you try to break down who maybe told him this, right? So presumably, and I, I was kind of exaggerating when I said talk to a guy who talked to a guy who talked to a guy, he probably talked to somebody who knew firsthand, i.e. a player. Now, I tend to think that this would be a Packers player, number one, because Tyler Dunn has a lot more sources within the Green Bay Packers organization than anywhere else. Beyond that, it says Rodgers was informing some opponents. So if he talks to somebody on, you know, one team and then talks to somebody on another team, he's either hearing it from a bunch of different people, which he's not, he says one source, or it's one source on the Green Bay Packers who heard Aaron Rodgers trying to poach opponents on the field as a Green Bay Packer. Or Tyler Dunn is just completely lying. Or this, this person is completely lying to, uh, to Tyler Dunn. But that's, that's massive. If this is true... And let's, let's be serious about this. If this is true, how, how honestly would you feel? Because I know a lot of people are very much still in the Aaron Rodgers um, column. The Packers did not win a Super Bowl last year. There's a lot of factors in what it would take to get over that hump and win a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers actively trying to poach opponents, saying, hey, I'm probably out of here next year. You should, uh, you know, we should get together and form a super team somewhere like Tom did. Which again, I I, just, I I refuse to believe that Tom Brady has nothing to do with this. Tom, that was a massive power move by Tom Brady. Maybe one of the biggest that's ever happened in the NFL. To leave the team, go somewhere else, poach a bunch of players, build a super team, and win another Super Bowl. And again, Aaron Rodgers believes that he's that good. He believes he's the same guy. He's just being held back by this organization. If he just had a team with a bunch of talent on it, boy oh boy, would he just would he just run the world? That was sarcasm. But if that's true, I just I can't help but not be a huge fan of Aaron Rodgers. Because at the end of the day, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan, I'm a Packers fan, and he's actively trying to hurt this team. He's trying to pull people away from this team, possibly Devontae. He's trying to build a super team somewhere else. He goes on TV and trashes this team. I, I just, I, I can't, uh, can't be a super big fan of that. 
Furthermore, if I continue on, um, it says, Rodgers has been dug in since GM Brian Gutekunst selected love in the first round of the 2020 draft. Now, again, I don't know if I would have necessarily believed this until I listened to him literally say those words on TV yesterday. Here's what the source said, quote, He was over it the minute they drafted Jordan Love, says one league source who predicts the league MVP will end up in Vegas because John Gruden, quote, would give up one of his kids to have Aaron Rodgers, end quote. And again, he goes on to talk about how he's going to be talking to Kenny Mayne tonight, which obviously was last night. And he says there's a chance he dismisses all this and all the reports in the media are nonsense and all this stuff. He didn't do any of that. And this is where that article was. It, it says, uh, it's, I'll skip the first part. It's talking about we can't let the inmates run the asylum or whatever. But he goes on to say, quote, and everybody, and everybody in the world knows that we did it, talking about, you know, letting Rodgers run the team. I don't see an owner doing that. So I just think we've seen the last of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I really do. Um, they're just waiting for June 1st. Again, that's just his opinion. I don't know who this league source is. I have no idea. Probably a different one than, than the last source that he was talking to. But this is where we're at. And again, I have a hard time believing that uh, they can be so emphatic about we're absolutely not trading him. And then when June 1st comes around, boom, there's going to be news that he's being traded. It could happen, but it would just be kind of shocking to, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know, be a heck of a heck of a 180. And then what do you do? You come to the podium and be like, yeah, I was totally lying. It was just a negotiation thing. I, I, we were going to let him go. It just, it's, I don't know. I don't know how you handle that. I guess you just say we tried everything we could. He made it clear he doesn't want to be here and we wanted to get value for him. I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. But again, it, and, and, and these things run parallel to each other. That's the other thing. We've got a bunch of reports and they all run in the same direction. They all give the same kind of vibe of Aaron Rodgers, the same feel of Aaron Rodgers, the same reasons for why Aaron Rodgers is upset, and the same general... Um, idea that he's been talking to people about this the whole time. He's talked to teammates about not coming back. He's talked to um, opponents, apparently, about leaving and going somewhere else. And we can pick and choose what we believe and what we don't believe, but it's all kind of in that same vein. And I actually think the Julio thing was interesting. You know, I, I mentioned Peter was talking about the, the difference between Julio and and, uh, and Rodgers. I actually think the Julio thing kind of, it kind of provided clarity into why what the media says is a little bit more believable. The fact that Shannon, who is just one of these media, and he's one of the less credible guys, right? He's on one of these just blowhard shows where they just say nonsense, and, and everybody knows it's nonsense, but it's entertaining, so people watch it. He calls up Julio Jones and gets a massive scoop in five seconds. Think about that. This is, this is how football guys talk to certain people when they don't think they're on camera. Which, by the way, that was a horrible thing that just happened. For those of you that don't know, um, Skip and Shannon is a show on something, I don't know, FS1 or whatever. I've, I've literally never watched one episode of it, but I know it exists and I've seen a ton of clips. They're having some kind of argument because that's how the show is structured. Shannon Sharp calls up Julio Jones, calls him on his cell phone, just starts talking to him. Never says, hey, we're on TV, none of that, just starts talking to Julio. And he says, uh, what's going on with the Falcons, man? He says, oh, I'm out of there. Just says, I'm out of there. I'm gone. I'm leaving. You're telling me Aaron Rodgers has never had that conversation with anybody? Because we're getting reports that he has told people that. And again, I think that was an insight. What happened? You know, we, we act like there's this big veil that nobody can get behind or whatever, like this big mystery. Somebody calls up Julio and in five seconds, dude, I'm out of there. You, you know I'm out of there. Forget that place. It's stupid. It's, uh, this is how human beings talk. They're not going to say it to the media. They're not going to, bl- you know, the, they're being coached on what to say in front of cameras. But how do they talk to their friends? How do they talk to former coaches? And do anybody, is there any overlap between the friends, the coaches, who those people talk to? And then guys like Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, Tyler Dunn. Is there any overlap between their sources and people that have talked to either directly or indirectly Aaron Rodgers? It doesn't seem all that impossible when you listen to Julio in five seconds say, I'm out of there, I'm not coming back, to think that maybe Rodgers did make a comment to some of his players, you know, that he doesn't plan on coming back, some of his best friends. You think Aaron Rodgers is is not as close to David Bakhtiari as Julio is to uh, Shannon Sharp? Come on, man. Of course they've talked about this stuff. Same with A.J. Hawk and the rest of the guys. And yeah, A.J. said, I think it can be fixed. I don't know. But he's clearly talking to him about how not happy he is with the organization. So we know the conversations are going on. We don't know exactly what they are. But just just something about hearing that is like, dude, it suddenly is making a lot of sense how we can get these little leaks and how they could absolutely be true. It also could be completely fake because it's very easy to maybe mix in. You know, it's kind of like cutting drugs, you know? You got the real stuff, and then you throw in some some filler to kind of make more money. Maybe the media is, is cutting the news. You got some real stuff, and then I need another article, so I'll, I'll, I'll say that a source told me that he was trying to poach opponents. 
I don't have to back that up. Nobody's going to, I mean, people ask me and I say, I, obviously I can't give you my sources. I, I could easily see that happening. And why not? Why wouldn't you? You could say it for ethical reasons, but I mean, it's, it's simple enough to do and you'll never get caught and they know they'll never get caught. So again, take everything with a grain of salt, but so far, everything that's been reported kind of checks out to me. Whether the specifics are true or not, we're still in the same situation. Whether he's trying to poach players or not, Aaron Rodgers is still sitting here saying, I don't think I want to come back. And again, I just, when I went into that, I said, there's certain ways that I expect him to speak given different situations. I didn't think he would never take any opportunity to try to walk back anything at all unless he's 100% all the way out. And it's true, he didn't say he's 100% all the way out, but he didn't take an opportunity to walk back anything. And again, I expected him to just lie. I, th- I thought even if he, even if it was 100% true, he would still throw some shade at, at some of the media members and, and still throw some fluff out there about all these reports or, you know, people act like they know stuff and people believe all this stuff and it's, you know, whatever. Because it can still be true and you still trash people for lying about you. You can just say they're making up the specifics or whatever. You still have enough leeway to say that people don't know what they're talking about. He didn't even do that. So I don't know. I I guess uh, just perusing Twitter, it seems like most people feel pessimistic. But I did did do a poll. 56% said they learned nothing, which is a fair statement. 24.5% said they're more, they're, they're, I don't know how to phrase this because they give you very few characters, but more likely he's gone is 24.5%, and then 19.5, almost the same, saying more likely he stays, which I don't know if those are just optimists who are going to say that no matter what he said, that he could have come out and said, I'm leaving, and they're like, no, he's staying. I just, I again, I don't know how you get that from what he said, that I'm more confident that he's going to come back. Why? The only thing he said is that he's not happy with the organization. I don't, I don't get it. Again, unless you're, you're, you really thought he was just going to come out and say, well, maybe those are the more pessimistic people that are like, I really thought he's going to come out and say I'm leaving and he didn't do that. So maybe he's not. I don't know. That wasn't my takeaway. But anyways, I do have to get going. You folks have yourselves a fantastic day and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>